0: And we're (laughs) live. Woo! Yeah.
1: Episode 16.
0: 16, 1 6.
1: Mm hmm. Are you excited? Made it. So today we're talking about negotiating. Mm.
0: Negotiations. What
1: do you want to negotiate? Deals. (laughs) Just deals?
0: Deals.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you have to negotiate. Deals. Sometimes you have to negotiate for your clients. Sometimes you have to negotiate for your situation. Sometimes you have to negotiate to get all the parties on the same page.
0: Same page, mobile notaries.
1: (laughs) Yeah, today Blake's dealing with a mobile notary problem.
0: It's a challenge.
1: Yeah. So you had to negotiate with... You actually had to negotiate with the existing buyer to make sure that they were still good with going forward because they they weren't trusting the situation anymore
0: no they lost complete trust
1: because the client was kind of blowing it off and you know oh i'm busy not answering their phone right and the closing date was supposed to be by today
0: uh, it's set for for friday so we're still set to close we get this stuff signed tomorrow And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get it closed down. I'm gonna be in Utah. I'm gonna get paid.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you need to get paid.
0: Yes, (laughs) makes me happy. Very happy.
1: I think it makes everybody happy (laughs) (laughs) to get paid. Yes. I feel like if you don't get paid, then what's the point of working?
0: Oh, there's no point.
1: You know, you got to get paid for your time.
0: What the reward?
1: And in this day and age, money. You need money.
0: You got to have it. You got to have it like, so you it's can like live. Ox- it's like oxygen. It's <laughs> air. It's so crucial.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So what... Let's talk about your deal. You know, wholesaling, you're dealing with a lot of different energy, mm. um, a lot of stressful energy. Mm. So what would you say is is the one thing that you always have to negotiate for your client like like as far as you know um, making that deal go through
0: well you know you just want to make sure that you're 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 putting it in the perspective of solving their problem mm-hmm. solving their challenge usually yeah. in a, st- a stressed out situation. It's it's challenges, right? So on the retail side, which I don't I don't know anything about currently, but it seems like to me from my perspective, it's more of a happy, it's more of a joyful experience. It um, can
1: be, but it can also be very stressful. No,
0: it, it's it's still stressful, but the stress is coming from a place of expansion, a place of. Families are moving into homes. yeah, there's new homes. there's stress with everything. But the stresses with with these off- market properties are, you know, family member passed away, family doesn't get along. no one wants to sign the paperwork. Um, there might be some emotional challenges. Um, finan- yeah. there's a lot of financial challenges. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just there's just all this all this stress and, and things but but so for me, Um, to even start negotiating. I need to make sure that they have a clear understanding that I'm here to solve their problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so do you ever have it to where somebody is basically, um, do you ever have it to where somebody is basically, you know, like there's two parties involved in the transaction and they don't agree?
0: Two parties in a transaction that don't agree. You're talking about that, that are both the homeowners? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. You know, so this Baytown deal, um, now only one party actually has rights to sell the property, but for a while it was looking like there was multiple people involved, family members, no one likes each other, family member doesn't like this family member because of what happened in 2007 at Christmas and, and all this stuff, right? So <laughs> these things come up, and it can cause a conflict, um, it can cause a conflict, you know, with just getting everybody on board. You know, another yeah. another conflict that I'm dealing with is uh, a house over uh, in South Park in Houston, where there's six six siblings. Okay, four of them want to sell, two of them don't want to sell, and the two the two that don't want to sell just happen to be the two that can't financially actually keep the house. Hmm. You know, but they had all this emotional attachment, and um, so they can't
1: keep up with the taxes. They
0: can't. They can't pay the taxes. They can't keep up with the upkeep of the property, Um, and and so what happens is I got to get all six people lined up on board uh, to do this deal. But then two people um, are in conflict with the other four, and so you Mm -hmm. need all six to to get on board. But we're going to get it done. It's just it's just a process.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say that the number one. Negotiation that we have to have with our client for sellers, let's just say, is determining the actual correct list price, you know, because a lot of sellers are very emotionally attached to their property. So they are like, oh, my property is perfect. It's worth so much money, you know, because they've lived here and they loved it for so long and they added this and they spent thousands of dollars on that. And so um, a lot of sellers have a hard time facing reality as to what the value of their property really is. So we have to negotiate with them um, to make sure that they're listing it in the reasonable range. you know um, Sometimes we even have to um, negotiate with them and have them sign amendments upfront to let them know, hey, you know if, if we don't have any showings in a week, then we need to lower the price yes you know and we usually give it a couple of weeks and then we're asking them okay you know if we don't have at least one to two showings a week and it's not a major holiday then you need to probably look at your price the market thinks that your price is too high mm. you know
0: and you and you set that that standard up front
1: yeah you have to if you don't then they're going to come back and they're always going to feel like you know, bait and switch style, like, oh, she just got me to list my property and now she wants me to lower it, you know, right. or whatever. And there's a lot of people that do do that, but yeah. you know, you want to just be honest with everyone and let them know up front, like what the value of their property really is, you know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And then, and then, then true negotiations can take place mm-hmm. from that point, you know, when you're up front.
1: And then for buyers, I would say the biggest negotiation with them is to help them understand that they can actually qualify for the property, especially if they're a first time home buyer. A lot of times they're really nervous about whether they can qualify, whether they can keep up with the mortgage payment. It's a big commitment, you know, they can't just. Move away, you know, and easily just stop right. dealing with that property. Well, it's a
0: lot of responsibility, you know. And, you know, but but it, but I think you know. And this is I don't get too off base here, but with you know the millennial market, right? The millennial markets—they don't want to buy houses.
1: I mean, I've met a lot of millennials that, that do.
0: Well, because you're selling them.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You you know all the ones that don't. Exactly. I know all the ones that do, okay. and that's better. Yeah. That's fine.
0: Okay. <laughs> it, don't, it won't always be. Like I
1: want to know the ones that want to I sell. W- I want to know,
0: know all of them. Oh, you do. Yeah. <laughs> All the deals.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So, for buyers, it's more about helping them to understand that, you know, what they can actually qualify for. And then also, sometimes there's a lot of buyers that have champagne taste on a beer budget. And so we have to negotiate with them about like, okay, this is your budget. This is what you could afford. So this is where you got to be right now. You know,
0: bring it down a notch. (laughs) (laughs) Not about
1: bringing it down. Just, you know, getting on the same page, find
0: find the right pick. Yeah. Now, now, so, um, okay. Negotiations. Now here's the thing, you know, let's talk about the, the nitty gritty, you know, let's talk about the the hard stuff, okay. the grimy stuff. Uh-oh. Okay, um, <laughs> negotiate. So, so have you ever been in a deal where you know it just got ugly? It just okay. got it just got ugly as far as between were, the
1: buyer and seller.
0: Well, just in general, or between the agents? between everybody. I mean, there has to be a point in time where you know there's going to be just a lot of conflict, you know, going on,
1: um, um, you
0: know, with with a particular deal.
1: Hmm. You know, I've I have not had that many situations where it got that far. Okay. And I think it's because um, I never let it go very far. As soon as it starts going down a certain path, I see it. I recognize the flags, the red flags. I'm like, oh, we got to fix this and make sure everybody stays on the same page. Right, you know? Right. There And that's the thing when you're a newer agent. Um, let's talk about emotions here you know, all your clients' emotions are going to be high, high strung. They're going to be very stressed out, you know, either the seller, because am I selling my house for the right reason or for the right price? And when am I going to move? And is it going to be the right day or time? Or, you know, can I move straight into a new place or not or whatever? And then the buyer's like, can I afford this house? And the lender's asking them for Every sort of paperwork there possibly is, including the birth certificate to their dogs. You know, like they're like, oh my God, I have to go track down all this paperwork. And I don't know about you, but I hate paperwork. Yes. You know, paperwork is not my favorite. So, and I don't think it's that many people's favorite. You know, maybe there's a few people, but not that many. So, um, that being said, because they're really emotional, um, a lot of sales. Companies will teach you to mirror and match your client, but that is definitely not the right time to mirror and match your client if they're freaking out about something. Yeah, you
0: don't want to be freaking out. Ah,
1: You don't want to do, don't match them.
0: No, you need
1: to be clear. Yes, you need to calm them down. You need to stay like relaxed. You need to basically make sure that they are. Focused on the end goal. You know, right. like I'm buying this house, I want to get into this house, I am not gonna let anyone get in the way. You know, if I have to pay a thousand dollars to fix the AC to get my dream home, then you know, is it really worth it to walk away from a whole entire transaction over a thousand dollars?
0: Right. Either right. party. Well, I think that's just keeping the big picture in mind, allowing them to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Versus getting caught up in the in the minutia of, yeah. of deals, you know, and some of these deals can get a little they can get a little bogged down. Man. They can they can, a can get a little sluggish.
1: Well, <laughs> it's a puzzle.
0: Oh, it's it's, it's something, a puzzle. It's, it's something like that. You got to put <laughs> your
1: puzzle together. You got to get all the pieces. And some some puzzles are four pieces, and some are four thousand.
0: Some are four thousand. Some are four thousand. And if you have
1: that else. mindset up front as an agent or an investor. You just know this is, this is what you yeah, got to work on it's, today. it's,
0: look, it is not, it's not. We're putting together yeah, the blue put,
1: portion of the puzzle. <laughs> you know, and like,
0: like with this Baytown deal, you know, um, she, uh, she's she been kind of MIA for the past few days. And, and so finally, got, uh, you know, her phone was back on, thank goodness. <laughs> um, and so I shot her a text and I was like, you know what? Maybe she's procrastinating on the notary because she doesn't have money to pay for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe.
0: So I said, "Hey, I'll pay for it." Yeah. She goes, "Oh, okay. Well, let's do it tomorrow." Oh, oh wow! Okay, great. You and know, it's
1: not even that much money. Like,
0: oh, no. you know, <laughs> but how maybe it she is.
1: doesn't realize. She that. doesn't
0: know, but but it goes back to it's making things easy for them, right? Yeah. Like you want to make things easy where they don't have to think so much. Like, say, all mm-hmm. I need you to do. Mr. Homeowner is to be here at 10.30 a.m. and just be there with your pen in your hand um, and sign those papers.
1: Yeah. I get agree. Get her done, man. You got to do what you got to do to get everybody on the same page. Oh, yeah. So, all right. And then, all right. So, I went over my number one for sellers and buyers and what I have to negotiate with them about. Um, and then you talked about what you have to do as far as getting everybody on the same page. And and a lot of times with your situations, people are... There's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through that Ooh. are not normal. Yeah. So they're like kind of yeah. stressed out about that. Oh, some
0: hoops going on. <laughs> a, lot of, lot of, a lot of
1: notaries. A lot of
0: notaries. A lot of paperwork.
1: Papers and airships. Airship affidavits and that nobody really understands or wants to understand.
0: Well, and it's 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 look, it's a little intimidating, especially if you're a person that's not in real estate. You're a person that is not, um, you know, doing deals on a regular basis. You're just a homeowner. Yeah. You know what? And, and in this situation, the Baytown deal, she's a younger, uh, she's you know a little bit younger. She, a, she doesn't know real estate. She doesn't understand airship affidavit. What am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing here. You know? So, hey, tell you what, I'll set it all up. You just be there at 1030. Okay, great. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, instead of running off and turning off phones and going off into the forest for four days. I mean, you know, there's no reason for that, people.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I agree. Yeah, don't run away.
0: Stay out of the just jungle.
1: Face your puzzle and fix it. <laughs> um, so if so, all right. So you just asked me if there was any situations that come up that are highly stressful, or things happen to where people do not, maybe they're not on the same page anymore. And how do yeah. you negotiate out of that? How do
0: you how do you how do you, how do you work and maneuver through that stuff?
1: Okay, so. First of all, you wanna make stay calm, don't take anything personally, and don't let your clients take anything personally. So let's just say that the buyer and seller meet and somebody offends the other one. Right. You know, then you're gonna want to be telling your client they didn't mean it, they're really stressed out. Yes. Nobody means it, right? Like everybody's just trying to get through this transaction. Everybody's doing the best they can. Don't take it personal. Like, let's say the buyer tells the owner, I hate the orange paint, and it's like the buyer's favorite, or the seller's favorite color, and they're highly offended, you know, you've got to keep the seller happy and be like, don't worry, you know, like this is going to be their home. Just like you wanted to paint it this color, they need to paint it their color, right? you know, and, and they didn't mean to offend you or whatever. You got to keep everybody very calm.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, and don't take it personal, you know, and help your clients to not take it personal, you know, don't be like, let's say that happened. Um, don't be the, the agent that's going along with it. Mm. And be like, oh, I know. Because mm. that's what we all want to do. We want to empathize with our clients. But when you empathize in this situation to where you're letting people go off of the same page, it's going to cause problems later. So you've got to, yeah. you know, you, you empathize. The
0: voice, voice of reason. Huh? But
1: empathize to guide everybody to stay right. on the same page.
0: Yes. Same chapter. That's good stuff. Let's keep it. So, okay. So, okay. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's break down, you know, some stuff here. So, okay. Number one would be, so for me, my number one in negotiation, uh, whether it's with a buyer or with a homeowner, you know, on an investment property is, um, my number one is I want to make sure that we're, you know, that, that, that they understand that I'm here, you know, and I'm serious, okay. So, yeah. and then, and so that's number one. And Number two, I want to make sure that um, we anchor down on a price, mm-hmm. okay. We're, we're in a ballpark, mm-hmm. okay. Um, Because if if we don't if we don't set ground to something that's going to make sense, for example, if I want to be if I know that my price I need to be at fifty thousand dollars, but I'm allowing the conversation to flow around with numbers like one thirty and one forty. Um, that's, that's just, that's just, that's going to cause issues down the road. Like we, so for me, my first thing is I like to anchor down with a price. Yeah. You know, that's the starting point, you know, that's where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you
1: and know, then what happens if they counter with a higher price and they're like, well, our price is this, then what happens?
0: Well, a great example, great example, a house off in, in West Houston, um, show up at the property, nice house, decent house, not a bad house. Um, you know, it's a situational thing where the guy, uh, the homeowner, wants to to move, which is fine. So, it's going to need some repairs. All right, uh, show up at the property, and you know, first thing is, why? Well, I, I don't want to sign nothing. I don't want to sign nothing. I'm not signing nothing today. You know, okay, what's well, fine. You, you got to sign nothing. You know, I haven't even seen the property. How could you sign something? I haven't seen it. <laughs> you can't even sign nothing. I can't sign nothing. I don't even see the house. Just of course, let me you can't. Right. So we look at the house. <laughs> And, um, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, Mr. Homeowner, where, you know, where, where, where do you want to be? What do you want?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Real, just what do you want? I want 200000 Okay. Oh, yeah. 200000 And I was like, well, you know, you know retail, they're selling for about two forty five. Okay. He's like, yeah, I know. I said, like, okay, good. So we, we know that for sure. We agree. We agreed. Agree, we agreed on the two forty five, mm-hmm. which is true. And I told him, I was like, I'll tell you what, Mr. Homeowner, um, you know, really, I, I'm just going to shoot you straight. You know, because that's how i really how I like to do. It. I don't like to waste a bunch of time. Yeah. I, I need to be at 140. You know, and the reason why then I go into my re- the reason why I'm at 140 is because these are how we do our numbers. And I, sh- I show him, bah, 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 bah. And, and then he then you know and then so then he's like, well, I don't want to sign that. And then so then we start negotiating back and forth. We got down to 160, but we we wrote in the agreement. That once we have a bid on all our repairs, that we can come back and actually renegotiate that price be- because we have facts and, and truth mm-hmm. to that. Some people, you know, aren't super number oriented. Some people are. In his case, he's a number oriented guy. So he wants to see numbers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the point is, is if I would have went along with a 200, oh yeah, 200, you know, then immediately he'll never, he'll never negotiate with me.
1: Yeah. no. No. And you know on those shows have you ever seen that show um where they they go to ju- they're like picking junkyard hoarders garages for antiques like yeah. it's an antique show mm. and they always say on that show that you have to you have to get them to make, like tell you a price first to open up the negotiations otherwise nobody's going to get rid of anything
0: yeah. You know? Well, and I think that's a fine tactic. I, 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 don't, I don't mind. I'm not scared of giving prices. But well, I
1: think that's a different situation because they're yeah. emotionally attached to their stuff. Right. You know? So maybe if you're dealing with somebody that's particularly attached emotionally, it's just getting them to give you a number first. You know? Could be. Like yeah. if you give them a number and they're like, nope, 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 nope. Maybe it's well. What is your number?
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the what thing. will it yeah, take for 200. you to okay. sell your house? Yeah, at, least we, at least, at least, least, you give me a number. He wants two hundred, and we can work from that. Exactly. Um, that's good. That's good stuff.
1: Yeah. You Sometimes know? you got to to open up negotiations. You have to get both parties to participate. Absolutely. You know.
0: Look, at the end of the day, here's my thing with negotiation. Look, you know, I, I'm just, I think I'm not a big guy. Like, I don't necessarily need to get one up on somebody or get one over. Oh, man, I really got him. Like, that's not negotiation. That's called crookery. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, negotiation yeah. to me is finding a legitimate, legitimate place where both parties see value mm-hmm. and they're walking. Now, look, if you happen to make 60 grand on a deal, and the other person sees value in that agreement, then that's okay. But but the whole like trickery and I got to trick people, manipulate people, and I got hook and crook, all that stuff is a bunch of garbage.
1: I don't know. I mean, you know, there might be some trickery out there, but at the end of the day, like if somebody calls you and they say I want to sell my home, then you're going to be working to sell their home, you know. And if we'll talk about
0: the investment side of the street,
1: right? For, well, for retail, yeah, you know um you know our biggest thing you know we we're, we're we're definitely negotiating to keep everybody on the same page throughout the whole entire transaction right. you know Um, Including the lender, sometimes people deal with lenders that aren't so great, you know. So Mm. then we have to stay on top of them and negotiate with them, especially if they choose a big bank where they only work Monday through Friday, and you can't get a hold of them in the evenings or in the weekends.
0: Those banker hours will get you tough because those bankers, man, let me tell you, they work what, like what, eight to one?
1: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just difficult because you know we're trying to get these transactions done, and sometimes the puzzles keep changing you know and so we have to like re-put the puzzle together again um and if all parties aren't available to make it happen you know things can fly south pretty fast you know
0: yeah for sure
1: so um you know but let's say that you have somebody that is arguing with you about repairs, you know, and this could go either way for wholesalers or for retail. Yeah. You know, all homes need repairs. There's no perfect home anywhere. If you have a home that needs repairs, like what, how do you negotiate to make the deal go through?
0: Well, all my homes need repairs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mass, not massive, but, but we're, yeah, we're, 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 repairs are expected.
1: Well, obviously, you, the way you handle that is you put it in front of the people that love mold. Yes, and love right. cracks and cracked. So, so this
0: Baytown deal, <laughs> this Baytown deal, going back to this because it's the most current one. Um, the buyer loves big projects perfect he was excited when he when he found out that there was a tree laying on the roof
1: he was happy he
0: got excited <laughs> there's guys that don't like small projects yeah little rinky dink Oh, 10 grand i don't want to do that i want that 60 grand repair yeah That 60 grand rehab because that's what they like mm-hmm. um so you know it, it, but but i think i think what you're asking is you know what if uh, a scenario comes up to where i have a buyer that goes out and i say hey listen repairs are 40 grand and they're like, oh, well, I think it's more like 60. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that can happen, you know, and it doesn't mean that I'm always right. Yeah. Okay. So, and here's the thing if, if I got a guy that is really wanting to buy the property, he's sincere, he's not just trying to, to, to haggle my price, then I will I say, you know what? Let, let's, 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 let's put the proof of the pudding. Let's get some let's contractors out here. Mm-hmm. Let's get some numbers
1: and get a, an estimate.
0: Let's get the real deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I don't want to do that. I mean, yeah. Well, then, if if they're like that, then I know that they're full of crap. But but yeah. if they're legitimate, then hey, get your people out here. Look, I could be wrong. There's been times I've overshot on repairs. They, the guy comes back to me, man. We got a great bid. Yeah. I'm like, oh crap, man. I overshot. You know that happened to me in a, a, a deal in Sagemont. I area. also
1: think that some people. Um, estimate repairs and then they just add on five or ten thousand for contingencies.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah.
1: It's 20, no, 30,000. <laughs> 20 to 30. Yeah. And I'm like, how can it jump from 20 to 30? Exactly. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I know. Well, for retail, you know, sometimes there's mechanical things that come up that are a big deal. You know, like the AC is. Um, leaking for yon or there's um, some roof leaks and stuff like that right so i think um i i adopted this this easy way of handling that and i even have a template that i share with with my clients about it whether they're the buyer or the seller and it's called let's work it out okay. and it it basically breaks down who is who should be in a fair way, responsible for repairs. And so, in my opinion, the seller should be responsible for anything that is broken, that is um, a safety hazard or dangerous, you know, then the seller needs to fix that. Got it. You know, Um, unless the way the property was listed is, uh, this is as is, you know. Right. Right. And then the buyer is responsible for anything that is an improvement, or an update to code, or something that will make it more to their liking. Because we're obviously pricing these homes, they're not brand new homes, and I just had this situation happen recently where the buyer had three different roofers come out, and they were just really trying to get any roofer to say, Replace the roof. The roof is bad. Right. You know. But all the roofers were like, There's no problems with it. It's just old. You know, it maybe has three to five years left on the on the life of the roof. And so then they they sent us a an amendment and they said, you know, we want to reduce the price $5,000 and we want $6,000 to closing costs. Mm. So they wanted to, they asked for $11,000 off of the house. And when they sent over the, and then by the way, they didn't send the inspection report because they didn't want me to see it. Right. Because the inspection report was pretty clean. There was hardly anything on there, really anything that was broken. You know, it just wasn't. It wasn't they were just trying to hope hoping that we would believe them and give that money to them. Right. You know. So I highly recommend if you're negotiating repairs to always look at a report from a from a professional, right, you know, and then go from there. So that was my first reply. Send me the report. I looked at the report, it didn't say anything bad. So then we replied and said, We're not going to be Giving eleven thousand dollars in concessions for this roof because it's operating as intended. Right, it's not broken. Right, it's not broken. So you're not buying a brand new home. If you wanted to buy a brand new home, then you can pay another hundred thousand right. dollars in the same location and school district that you're buying this house. Right, but because you're buying a resale home that is fifteen years old, you know this is why the price is here. Right. You know, and so. Um, they basically, however, we we said we understood, and we said we would fix some minor electrical things that weren't even really a big deal, and then we said we would give them a thousand dollars, and that's it. And they took it. They're like, "Thanks." That's awesome. <laughs> so obviously, they were just trying, they, you know. And I think with negotiations, a lot of people get really worried. You know, like everybody has a story, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, this is why it's so terrible, and why I need my way to go on, you know, to happen." But at the end of the day, you just have to stay unemotional about it and I always tell my team, you know, just just you're on a train and your clients on the train and we're going to keep going with our client and don't worry about all the little rocks that come up on the track of distractions, you know, like $11,000. Right. <laughs> you just be like, "No, my house is a good home." Yep. "Send me the report, prove it to me right. that this roof is about to fall off, right. you know, yeah. or whatever." So, I think with negotiations if you stay calm, you know, keep everybody focused, don't take it personal and then also deal with professionals, look at the professional yep. reports and then, you know, give them a little something to make them feel like they got something Make goes a long way too yeah
0: a lot of times people just want to be heard
1: yeah well they you know? just want to see what else they can get exactly, you know and if yeah. you don't want their deal to fall apart then give them something yeah you know? <laughs> exactly give them something little yeah. it doesn't matter you know yeah. so they just want to feel like you're working with them absolutely if you just reply and say nope then they're going to be like man this guy doesn't even want to deal with
0: me yeah he's not even trying to trying to be flexible mm-hmm. you know
1: so anyhow um, is there anything else you want to add about negotiating today
0: Look, I mean, end goal of negotiation is to get the, get the get the deal done. Yeah, plain and simple. I think sometimes people over, like you made a good point to stay on the train. Overcomplicate it. Like, look, I, me personally, other people are different. I don't negotiate for sport. I negotiate for the practicality of getting a deal done.
1: Right. Some, pe- some people, some
0: people like to. Well, would you take two hundred dollars No, stop, 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 <laughs> stop. You're wasting everyone's time. Yeah. Okay. If you want to go do that, go play poker somewhere and and, and play your little games. But <laughs> but we're trying to get deals done. I want deals. <laughs> so look, if it's gonna work, let's make it work, man. I, I'm I'm a pretty straight shooter, but I think I think always keeping the end goal in mind, look, the whole point of negotiation is to get the deal done and everything moving forward.
1: Yeah. I agree. Awesome. Well, we have to have a short one today. Uh, We're traveling later. So we hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Yes. Talking, or this episode, talking about negotiating. And we hope that you guys have great luck negotiating all of your transactions over the next week or two. Or actually your whole career. Get it. Get it. All right. Y'all have a good week. Bye.